Hey y'all, welcome back again to another episode of Romantically Lit, a podcast hosted by two undercover hopeless romantics who discuss different black romance novels across the diaspora. I am Hannah. And I'm Odelia. And today, on the midpoint of our discussion of Tia Williams' novel, Seven Days in June, we'll be diving into chapters 15 to 21. If you're new here, welcome and thank you for tuning in. But before you continue listening, please be sure to listen to our last episode in Seven Days in June, chapters 8 to 14, because we'll be sharing a couple spoilers in this episode. Anyway, like they say down south in Louisiana, let's dive in, baby. gentle readers welcome back let's get right into it yeah let's do it um but first your favorite chapters oh favorite you know what i don't have a favorite chapter Mm -hmm. because this specific group of of chapters Mm -hmm. they took me everywhere i it went from steamy from the beginning to me going to trauma to then we went to texas then we had audrey's big mouth yeah then we went back to trauma and then then we got steamy again and then it was trauma again and i was definitely a journey of roller coasters up down so no i I don't have a favorite chapter okay um i guess technically i guess 21 i'll say 21 okay but not for the reasons everybody, if you if you read it, what you think, and when we discuss right, it, right? Like, of course. No, like it was actually. You know, I'm not going to explain myself. You don't. <laughs> you shouldn't. Okay, but like, it it was 21 is definitely one of my. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um. So let's start off where we left off. So we left off at 14, and it was still Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um. And Audrey has just seen. Um. Her teacher basically is trying to lose his job and is trying to give her his manuscript. And we, she knows her mom is out with this man, Shane Hall. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I originally thought we were going to jump right into Thursday, but... The day um, continues, girl. We got to see a little bit of, of Shane and Ava in the dream house mm-hmm. where they're supposed to be napping. And they're doing everything but napping. The signs in the dream house says no touching. Nope. And they are doing more than touching. Um, it also says no exchanging of bodily fluid. Oh, does it actually? It yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not permitted. All you're allowed to do is restore, recharge, and reset? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Um... Yeah, so they they're, they're doing they broke both those rules. Um, <laughs> I it makes sense though. Ava says that she gets in there and it feels nice. And normally, as we know, she gets like big big headache. Mm-hmm. So she has like a very specific sleeping pattern, like white noise, shades, and whatnot. But in there, it's like kind of soothing. So they feel it. They're kind of drowsy, but they keep turning and touch. Uh, well I guess touching each other and talking to each other mm-hmm. um, and Ava makes a point or the narrator makes a point to mention that Ava is touch touch starved as yeah. Cece has told her yeah. um, and you know the the smallest graze of the knee has her acting like men in the Victorian age when they saw an ankle you know <laughs> no, she was really hypersensitive <laughs> to everything <laughs> I kind of like it because, you know, it's a little bit of um, edging, a little bit of tease. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember how they got into the combo, but they started talking about their sex lives and she makes it clear that again, she's she's not even really spoken to a man in ions. Mm-hmm. And Shane, I'm sorry, I understand that Shane is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. But I fear that this man has not had any experiences sober. So he admits that he's never had sex sober. Mm-hmm. Um he's not written sober. I I'm I assume that he's probably not even eaten sober at this point. <laughs> Like, I'm worried for him. Like, I need my king to get together. Yeah. But he's trying, you know, with his little runs and that. Um, and then, you know, as they're laying there, they start to play one of, I guess, a recurring game that they played as Honest favorite game. 20 questions. <laughs> How do you get to know people without asking 20 questions? You can just ask the question. Anyway, so they play 20 <laughs> questions, which is something that we know that they did the week that um, they were together as teenagers. Um, and so Ava asked, like, why did you really come to see me? Um, mind you, as they're playing this game, they're kissing and switching and, and literally it's, it's, they're not just asking questions, you know, it's, 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 it's doing all that on top of like moaning and groaning groaning and, and, you know, and like the questions start turning into like, I don't know, very, they turn to very sloppy, very sexual, very, you know, that kind of vibe. And so, you know what? They end up sleeping with each other. Um, yes. In yep. the middle of the dream house, which they're not supposed to do. Yep. And the funny thing is, Ava's telling herself, like, I can't do this. I have a kid. If somebody catches us here, we're we're yeah. pretty, uh, you know, popular. Like, people know who we are. Like, yeah. you're not about to catch a sex offender charge because of this. And Shane himself says, he's like, I know I'm older now and I know this is bad. But I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm just like, normally I would respect it, but I really want y'all to stop. My, the chemistry that they have is very irresistible. Like, it's dangerous. Can I be honest? Very as dangerous. I was reading these chapters, I was like, I don't know if I like them together. Thank you. Okay, so <laughs> now that you've said it, I can say it too. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> My chest feels so light. Because I wasn't sure how you were going to take it. Because I thought to myself, this is so much trauma induced connection and i just don't think it's like in the in these moments i think it's not genuine like y'all just like you're touched you're touch starved you know you've had very difficult upbringings like you've only known each other like you you're the closest person to you're the closest to this person ever in your life so when you mm-hmm. see them together when you see you guys together it's it starts to turn into like why are we going back you know what i mean why are we going back to that moment i think it's just wild because like when you really think about it in the span of the whole book, they only knew each other a week. And that's the thing, man. Like, and, But the connection that they have, crazy. Like, I don't understand it myself. Like, And sometimes I'm like, nah, let me just fall into it. And then sometimes I'm like... When you think about the time and you start to rationalize it, it's like, this is crazy. And I feel like even like in a future chapter, I think Shane talks about like teen love affairs are mm-hmm. not supposed to be this meaningful exactly like, that's not how it's supposed to work but for them for some strange reason they're they're soul ties like you are attached to and each not other in the christian life. way not in the christian way, <laughs> they're attached by the hip no matter where the, like the, the string from his rib to her rib and no matter where they go in the world like it's always gonna be connected that's the thing that's where i'm like oh my god maybe they're just really soulmates like yeah that's perhaps. just what it is but like also at the same time though i'm like i don't know and sometimes i'm like you know what they're older they're not drug induced Mm -hmm. 
you know, they've healed to a certain point and they make note of that, like they're different people. Mm-hmm. But she says, you know, just being with him, it always feels like yeah. she says something at some point in the um in the dream house. What's she saying? Um I swear I wrote it down, but like she says something or maybe Shane points it out later on. But I'll remember. But she says she forgot how good feeling good was and she only f- seems to feel good with him or yeah. her kid and it's like damn girl you need to expand <laughs> your network <laughs> go linkedin know. girl I know. maybe they're soulmates maybe they're soulmates yeah at I, first i was sure of it and i you know i know they're soulmates but like at first i was team sebastian and gia yeah but now i'm like do you know what it feels like it's like Calvin Harris and Rihanna wrote We Found Love for yes. these two people. The, and also the video. <laughs> it's giving, yeah, yeah 2014 giving Tumblr aesthetic. Yes. Like, it's so, it's like, you're both crazy people. I'm sorry. Honestly. You need help. You can't be with each other. Like, it's just dangerous. Atomic bomb right here. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, but um, then they make a point, like, in those 20 questions, like, he's asking, they're asking each other, and he's like, um... Were, like what we had was a real and they were like yeah we were real like she mm-hmm. says it herself like i still feel that way about you they he's several times it said like mm-hmm. i still feel that way about you mm-hmm. and there's something just so raw and like untouched about their their passion like it's actually crazy after 15 years over one week Oof. 15 junes ago 15 junes ago i could <laughs> not like it's so trippy to me but you know what some of y'all everyone has a different love story i guess this is theirs <laughs> i'm and, just glad that the, it has been 15 junes and they've met each other in a cleaner shinier more put together world yeah. like it would have been a problem for me if, like, he goes back to drinking or she goes back into, like, yeah. self-harm. Because I would think to myself, okay, so that means, like, when you two are around each other, maybe, like, it's not really good for you. Because your lives are different. Like, he takes exactly. care of these kids. Exactly. And then you have a daughter. Yeah. It's like, it wouldn't be working. But, you know, just some, just some small, small innocent sex. Like, nothing wrong there. You know what I mean? And they both... And it they, was not innocent. Let me tell y'all. No, girl. Let me tell... Okay, you guys. You, I don't want to read the chapter. <laughs> Do that shit for yourself. Because I... Okay, I listened to the audiobook for this I'm particular chapter. I'm about to listen to it tonight. <laughs> and the lady who's who's um, narrating it, she has a, she has a, she has a southern accent. Mm-hmm. You know, she, has a, she has a draw to That's it. That's hilarious. So, in the summary today, <laughs> you know how wild it is to wake up... And, to be on the subway at 9.30 <laughs> with other people and all you hear this and that and arms and legs and limbs. I felt so <laughs> exposed. I said, no, they definitely don't listen. They definitely don't listen to some smut right now. Because I was making faces like, damn, what's going on? Anyway, we move. So how this chapter ends, actually, Ava, after they do the, the little deed and everyone is breathing and panting, oh, right. she does pick up her stuff and runs out of I the dream house. I hate this. And I think her reasoning is just like, I would rather leave, leave than, than, be left. than be left. And so it's just, and then takes us back to like, what did, he, what happened as, as children that has sort of triggered her mind to behave this way in this particular case? So, Yeah. Ava always left, and so she she does that. So she left. Takes us to chapter sixteen, mm-hmm. and we are 
it's Thursday, but it's a Thursday in 2004. So we got another flashback. Yeah. Um, and Ava or Genevieve is telling Sean about how Carrie and the Exorcist are representation of how males fear um, female puberty. Yeah. Shane says, says something wild, like, I just want to experience a period just for one day. Yeah. Just see? And I was like... I said, oh, let me okay. tell Shane, I have had me period for a long time. <laughs> and every time it comes around, it's like, it's like the first time. <laughs> so I don't think Shane wants to go through no damn period. It's 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 a mess. No, but I, I get where he's coming from. You know, it's like when people ask the question, like, what happens if you woke up in, uh, like, the opposite gender's body? And everybody's... Like Freaky Friday with, um, the, no, yeah, the movie, Freaky Friday. No, Jamie like if... Lee... No, not like, yes, like Freaky Friday, but if you woke up, like, as a boy. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, similar concept, just, you know, you know what, forget it. I think everybody understands what we, we're talking about here. Um, there's actually a movie in the 2000s of the, 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 the switch body. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but it's not yeah, coming to me. What you know, well, he's he he plays like football, American football, and like she's like this nerdy literature student, and like they kiss one time accidentally at a party, and then they switch bodies, and so then he has to learn Shakespeare, and she has to learn how to like stay on the team to learn different bodies, and then they fall in love because like they had to collaborate with each other to like go on with their lives that they well, currently who's have. Who's in this movie? I don't know the actors' names. But What's this movie called? It's I don't know. Switching body parts. I know that's not what they named that. I know, but it's not like that. Anyway, so in chapter 16... Um, right, so Car- they're talking about Carrie, and the whole time that they've been here, it has been one drug after another, yep. one vodka bottle after another. Um, at this point, uh, Shane is drunk, and Genevieve is high out of her mind to keep from the pain. And so, you know... But what they, they, you know, they kiss. I think they kiss for the first time here outside. They're laying yeah. in the sun. And they, they share a little smoochy smooch. And um, the chapter starts, so it's, it's, at this point, Ava's left the dream house. And she's just kind of thinking about that week that they had. And how she's kind of, like, tried to forget it. Or it, she feels like it was a dream. Like, she wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to remember, like, little details. And one of them is the fact that, like, um... Shane wakes up in his sleep, like, in night terrors, like, heaving and breathing. And the only way to calm him down was to, like, draw little eights on his chest, like, infinity symbols. And for a while, she wasn't sure if that was something that she had made up. But then when the book came out, eight, she was like, okay, I didn't didn't make that up. Yeah. Um, But they're having fun. They're, I guess, having fun. She's put her phone from the bedroom to the kitchen. Because it keeps buzzing. Her mama keeps calling her. Um, She keeps self-harming. They're just, they're, like I said, it's literally the We Found Love music video. Like, it's not, it, to me, at this age, (laughs) I think even at the ages that they're at, (laughs) it doesn't seem fun. But it, it seems so dangerous. I'm just like, and of course, like towards the end of the chapter, we're going to like even figure out like, girl, like this is not, this is not how, th- no, stop this. Cause it's, you could lose your life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very that point. dangerous. But yeah. again, like I, you know, the problems that they're facing are systemic at this yeah. issue. Granted, you know, we all face systemic, but theirs is just blatant, especially someone like Shane, like, 
oh my god like i just want to hold him like i i just want to hold him tight but um yeah they're just goofing around Mm -hmm. getting high sleeping together laughing i think at one point he sings from for her he gets comfy and she's like yeah he does sound like genuine i don't believe it but you know what? <laughs> i, I believe like, it i I'd personally like would like it. to hear pony and see what <laughs> you know um yeah so i think i think in this chapter is more of i and more of like the the toxic relationship they have with their own like trauma yeah. and how they use it to the things that they do to try and cope with it it was very difficult because, I mean, these are babies. We are watching babies talk about, you know what I mean, how they deal with each other. Um, I think this is also the chapter where the whole branding. Yeah, so much happens. So the first part is like, we learn that, we learn more about Shane. So Shane had foster parents yeah, from age one to seven. And the first time he ever broke his arm, mm-hmm. something that we learned in the previous chapters that sometimes he just breaks his arm on purpose. Yeah. In a similar fashion to Ava's cutting. But he, the first time he broke his arm by accident was when he was seven. I think he was playing on the stairs or something and like literally yeah, the bone just shot out of his arm, which, ugh. But so his foster mother rushed him to the hospital and got in a car accident. She died. He lived. His foster dad turned into the worst human being I could ever think of. Yeah. And just ignored him because why would he want... And then sent him away because he didn't want to live with someone who killed his wife. Which is... I never understand how people's minds go there. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, I read that bit and I said, well, this is unfortunate. He might might just go straight to hell because that... Because you cannot put all that on a child. Like, accidents... Like... Honestly, Honestly, like accidents happen all the time. Honestly. It's so unfortunate what happened, but it has nothing to do with that child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's your time, it's your time. Listen, I saw a big, big Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones get taken out by a knife. Let me tell you. And until today, I don't trust knives. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I had to do? I had to move on. Yeah, we, we all had to move on. <laughs> And it was crazy. a small bruise that like took my guy. Septic took my whole. Did you was, think about it too? So painful to watch. My uncle actually were, like he he told me to watch Game of Thrones, and I was come back like every couple episodes, and I was like, oh my god, I ship Khaleesi and Cal Drogo. Right. Like I love Cal Drogo so much. Oh my god, Jason Momoa, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Why episode nine? This man's laying in the sun, <laughs> brain dead. <laughs> I was like. You were sitting here with me in my face as I told you that I liked him. Yeah. And you know, that should have been my first lesson to never like anybody on that show again. But we move. We move. Um, so yeah, they they're essentially, you know, going <laughs> they're talking about their past and everything. I think like you can definitely see they have this very strong connection to each other. I think also Shane talks about how he got into juvie as well i think they discuss all kinds of things is it this chapter where they talk about it yeah i don't remember how exactly he got and then she gives him that mantra about how to like i know stay still right because so he gets into he obviously so once he gets background yeah he goes back into foster care yeah um he's prone to fighting a lot he's a yeah. little bit you know a little bit violent which we've seen already like yeah he, he, he can he can definitely squabble um and so i think like 
Ava was asking, like, what are the things like what are the things you like to do besides just fighting? He's just like, well, I like to write as well. Um, and it's just like, well, you know, you can always have a mantra for yourself. It's just like, don't fight right. I, I thought that was really, it's cute, you know, because, whatever. You know, he, and he told Ty, like, remember when, before he left, he and Ty came up with a mantra? Yeah. I don't remember what his is. But he, the way it was written was like, I learned mine a long time ago from a girl that I once knew. Yeah. This is the girl. Yeah, this is the girl. <laughs> this is the scene. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, the, the, I just love it. I love it. Um, it is. He also and, says some, oh no, mm-hmm. you go first. No, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say like, that's, that's pretty much it. But I was going to talk about more of the, the branding thing, which I thought it was. <laughs> it is a little. It was a little off for me. I said, oh, well, this is too much. But what are you going to say first before we conclude that chap- the chapter? Um, so he, uh, he essentially says like, yeah, he's been in prison twice and he thinks he's gonna go back a third time. Mm -hmm. And that's when she comes up with the mantra, like to do that instead of like trying to go to prison. Mm -hmm. And he says prison is a school of the unlearned lesson. And it, it really just gave me like African dad vibes. Like, I don't know, like the whole, like. If you grew up in North America, especially because we all know the realities of black people going to jail here, mm-hmm. um, like it is true because prison keeps you, especially if you're in that system, like prison keeps you from going to school. Prison keeps yeah. you from actually learning anything. There is no rehabilitation in juvie or whatsoever. Yeah. So you're not actually learning anything. And if you're not learning anything, you're not doing anything to better yourself. You're just you're becoming the perfect candidate to be a victim of the system. So Yeah. And you you'll keep yeah. going back again and again. Like it's yeah. just it's and, just a cycle. Yeah, and it sucks because you can tell like the people who end up in those situations, like they like Shane, he knows this is happening to him. He's thinking about how he's probably gonna end up going back. Like and it's just like you just feel trapped. I just feel so sorry for him and the ties of the world and like yeah. No, he's definitely had a really rough childhood. It honestly explains the the trajectory of the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awful. Um, and then towards the end of this chapter, uh, they do <laughs> they do a little ritual, I guess like a promise, a way to like yeah, because physically tie themselves to each other because they're really is... tied by souls. But now it's like, you know what we gotta do? <laughs> we, gotta we gotta make it physical. We gotta make... We gotta stamp it, you know what I mean, yeah. on our skin. So, um, Ava took her her pocket knife that she actually uses, usually uses it to self harm. She puts it into into Isn't fire. It, it was a blade. Was Anyways. it a blade? I think it's the same one that she uses, girl. Okay. So well. I don't know. If she's get, maybe she's getting another one. It doesn't seem sanitized to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at this Let's point, like, laugh. oh, Julia. It's, it's a. I'm just saying though. I was like, girl, you couldn't just But she some- she put it, she said she's been using alcohol and she put it on a flame. That's pretty sanitized to me. Great. You know what I mean? Put it in some tequila vodka, clean it up. Exactly. Uh, uh, put it in the flame. And then she she brands. <laughs> oh my God. I I don't like this. I I, I don't either. I, so- I cringed when I saw it. I said, no, please don't do that. Anyways. So that the S the that's S and the G. Yeah. Yeah. Right below their elbows. Yeah. I guess the inner part of their elbows. Yeah. That they have... Uh, I thought they were tattoos this whole time. But... It was scars. Yeah, they decided to scar each other. Again, all of this is one week of knowing somebody. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you something. I had to move on. <laughs> I said, God, is it Thursday? <laughs> Let's move on to the next day. Because I said... 
How old are you? 17. Like, I I don't understand. I really, I genuinely don't understand. Like, branding each other, imprinting each other. I, I don't know what y'all want to call First of all, it. I'm it's afraid of needles. Much. So, I, I don't... And they did say in that chapter, like, it hurt like hell. Yeah, but he, then... like, drank a lot. And it started to just feel like a buzz. And they took a lot of illicit substances. They went through all the different categories homegirl had. LSATs, whore, like, whatever Truly. she got. Anyway, oh. so they scarred each other, one with an S, one with a G, and I guess like this is the the same like the we thought with tattoos that came yeah. up in the pre, in the earlier chapters. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> I said, well, this is yeah, this is too much. Uh, we well, move. The thing is, uh, technically, Jean-Vivre didn't like it either because she felt herself getting addicted to uh shane yeah i almost called sebastian um i think in the chapter she talks about shane being her lighthouse and like if you ever went dark she'd be lost I exactly said, like bro so intense i've never felt that way about anybody bro, nobody not even my family <laughs> honestly <laughs> like shit if the lighthouse goes dark i said well where's the torch <laughs> Well, bring up my iPhone. Let me like pull, that up, pull up the brightness. An intense feeling. Yes. Like, that's scary. I understand why she was scared. Of and course. she, like, immediately was like, if this ends, I, I'm not going to be able to get over. So I'm going to end myself before I have to experience any of this. Jeez. And I was like, if Shane hadn't caught her. But then they, you know what I don't like personally? Mm-hmm. I hate in, like, books or movies or whatever where, like, you have an intense emotional moment mm-hmm. and then immediately after the characters start having sex and i'm just like now hold on because i'm going through something i've just i've seen things here y'all cannot just move on like this because that's exactly what happens before they end up branding themselves i'm just like and shane's making these ridiculous promises like i'll never leave you i'll never leave you i always take care of you like you're you're a child you're 17 18 like we you we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow and like the way y'all are moving in yeah. a crash anyway so and it is a crash because she wakes up she's yeah. not in, is she still in the hospital she's she's still in the house i think she is but i think at this point we can assume that she almost overdosed yeah and the yeah. paramedics are there her mother is there her mother is trying to calm her down the yeah. uh homegirl whose parents own the house is there yeah. the police and she's looking for shane and um, her mom she, says, who's Shane, girl? Honestly. <laughs> like, what? What's a Shane? <laughs> and, like, she was frantic and everything. And I think at that point, like, that's how she ended up going to the psych psych ward. And her mom says something very interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. She says, um, she's like, oh, honey. I don't know why I decided to be Southern. I'm not Lizette. No, oh, go, honey. I want you to try. Go <laughs> no, ahead. I don't oh, want to upset people. <laughs> Who are you going to upset? It's just, me, it's just you and I in the room right now. Go ahead. No, and she just basically says like, "Mercy, women are cursed." Yeah, and that's where we get cursed by Ava Mercy. <laughs> it's something that keeps playing again and again. Like her mom brought it up, like you know yeah. we're cursed, and then she believes it. Yeah, yeah, we we for sure cursed. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's how that chapter ends, and then tragic. We- very tragic Oof, so much so much happened like damn y'all didn't even sleep did you anyway so we end up to we end up moving to chapter 17 and this is now thursday this thursday so is this the next day after the dream house yes so she's at home now Mm -hmm. um she'd uh she'd 
She's on her phone watching. Oh, first thing in the morning, watching The Exorcist. And so <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> I because said, Because they're talking about, I've taken my daughter to every psychologist. And I was like, oh my God, what the heck happened to Audrey? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, her and Audrey are actually not really in speaking terms. No. Like, they're walking silently around the house. Yeah. Which is sad, but, like, I mean, I guess it, I guess everyone's in their feelings right now. So she decides to watch her comfort movie, which is The Exorcist, which is a horror f- movie I've never watched. I don't really know if it's if it has, like, parts to it. Like, I'm not really sure what's That's going on. That's also not my business. Um, um, but she says that she wants to watch something that's familiar. Like, she knows it word for word. I don't know. <laughs> but she does tell Shade in the previous chapters that she, she likes does. horror because it's a controlled fear. Yes. Like it's, I think she called yeah. it a thrill without being in danger. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So she enjoys that that genre because of, you know, the yeah. elements. Like, it's, it's intense, but, like, it's just, you know, like... But you're still, comf- you're still uh, safe at home, but it has this intense feeling to it. Um, so yeah, she's there, you know, she's watching The Exorcist and I'm just there like, wow, like, <laughs> good for you. Could never be me. <laughs> Let me tell you. But it's not your comfort movie. It's <laughs> no, Ava. It's like a movie is Shrek. <laughs> it's like Girl lighthearted. <laughs> Girl, we know. <laughs> now they know. Here we are. Um, um, so we find out that Audrey's actually going to be leaving to Dandy, California to see her father mm-hmm. in like two couple days and stuff yeah and since they're not in speaking terms i think ava like tries to sort of like initiate the conversation by leaving her a note that says i love you baby or something on, yeah like, the counter for breakfast um of course like that's cute <laughs> i'm sorry i i do like their mother-daughter relationship even though right now we're not really in speaking terms but i think it's nice that you know she still wants to, she's throwing the bone like, yeah. This is my daughter. This is my baby. I need to make sure like she knows that I still love her despite the little words we pass by each other. Um, I think she ends up texting Shane right after. Right, because she feels bad about yeah, leaving just rushing out. And <laughs> leaving the dream house the way that she did. Yeah. Uh literally her bra like sticking out of her <laughs> sleeve. Like very disheveled. Very yeah. not I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh she yeah but then she says some things like she doesn't regret sleeping with him she doesn't even regret being no. with him um she says like he'd always fit mm-hmm. and shane is inevitable yeah, see that's dangerous man what do you mean he's inevitable like i don't know the relationship was, is getting scarier and scarier He's inevitable. I know. I I don't know. I think it's a personal thing where I'm just like, I can't imagine being yeah. that tucked in by someone. Like, it's scary. I'm intrigued, but it's scary. It's very scary. And I, I love I love our future um, celebrity therapists sort of, like, actually analyzing it in, the, in future chapters. We'll get mm. to Audrey's oh, right, right, right. Um, opinion or thoughts on it. But it's scary um anyway so she texts shane and she and starts like, out like lol like i'm gonna be like <laughs> she's what's LOL funny question mark i'm like no tell me what's funny let's laugh <laughs> tell me uh, but shane is so nice to her yeah he's like yeah i'm sorry if i made you uncomfortable and he's like i just want to see you i want to see you yeah and after asking a few times like you don't tell me i'm gonna get your address from cc and mm-hmm. you know cc's messy so she's gonna give it to me yeah um and she's like okay fine you can come to my house now she's getting up and she's doing the thing us girls do it's like oh my god and is do my I have room food in that 
Then I put in the house. Is it, did I, you know, sweep the floor? What I, what I do here? Is my room a mess? Yeah. She's talking about getting her hair highlighted. Imagine that early in the morning. <laughs> Uh, you know, all yeah. the questions. And then she goes to the kitchen, gives herself a fright because Audrey is still here. Mm-hmm. I was like, of course Audrey's still here. <laughs> why Why couldn't it just be a normal time? Audrey had to be here. Yeah. Um, Audrey's still here because the second last day of school and apparently they have it off so that teachers can, uh, what she would call it, they can do the report cards. Yeah. So she's still doing an assignment, though, about her the her grandma. Yeah, she's still working. If they're doing the report cards, why are they still doing assignments? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how the school systems work nowadays. Fairs. But she's doing her little assignment. Um, she's also frightened too because her mom just popped it out of the blues early in the morning. Um, and you know they exchange a couple words. I think Audrey's a little bit, she's a little bit passive aggressive with her responses and stuff. The mom's just like, why are you not in school? And just like, well, it's the second last day of school. And we're not supposed to be there or whatever. Like they go back and forth. Um, and I think they start to have like a more candid conversation about what passed between them in the hallway in the school. Um, and I think she says like, you said that I'm a burden to your life and that kind of stuff. And her mom said, well, you are, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know you're still my child and i still and i still love you you know what i mean and and just reassuring her like you know don't take like i'm sorry like i shouldn't have said that stuff she does apologize which i think is so important. yeah she does i don't the... know any parent that apologizes <laughs> and means it and apologizes well yeah um she says you know what i was upset it wasn't the place nor was it the time yep i still had those things to say but but then what Audrey says is like, you just make me feel like I'm a bad daughter. Yeah. And you know what? We sat here last week and I laughed at, Sh- at Parsley's name. <laughs> I felt a little bad. I didn't. But now I do not. Because do you know what? Why was Parsley in detention for sneaking in? I have so many questions. Sneaking in vodka dipped tampons, which she was going to insert to have the vodka enter her bloodstream vaginally listen i am not a doctor i'm not a scientist (laughs) that's not good for you that is not good for you but there are certain things i know for sure you're not supposed to do (laughs) to take a tampon and soak it in vodka tequila whatever it was and then stick it up mind you tampons already are toxic that's true yes absolutely (laughs) and so for the fact that parsley went ahead and did that is so like girl who who do you live with who raised you honestly i don't know what's going up in that prep school but somebody needs to check on cilantro today um honestly and then of course when audrey told her mom like why parsley was intended mom's (laughs) like you know what she's i'm not even gonna react to that (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to dive into whatever that whatever that is because i too wouldn't want to know that is for parsley and her mama to deal (laughs) with (laughs) i'm here to deal with you yeah um and i think she i think Ava tells Audrey, like, I'm not perfect. Like, you know, and just remember, like, it's just always going to be you and me, kiddo. But then, of course, Audrey's just like, well, you and me, huh? She's like, yeah, of course, girl. You and me, girly. She's like, so then how do you know this this man Shane? And at this point, like, I can imagine, like, I can just imagine, go, huh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you let a 12-year-old get you rattled like that? No, because after what passed between them... And then your daughter brings it up all of a sudden. Like, that would have shocked me. I'd be oh, like, fair. what'd you, what and you mean? And we didn't even point out, she has already tried to, like, scour the internet exactly. for, like, photos. And so she was going to hire, like, a Google. Yep. You know, maybe I'm too poor. 
<laughs> but I, I I never considered a world where you can contact Google agencies to clear certain things. I know I celebrities know. do it, but I just something I didn't think about. But I've never gone that far. Like again, like I don't dive deep into like I just look at what Wikipedia tells me. Yeah. And then maybe like another page and then that's that's all I need. I'm not gonna start diving in and find like what height you are and like why you're no, totally. She just your doesn't want like those right photos toe. lingering. But they're probably that's still fun. up on Lipstick Alley. <laughs> Most likely. Um, so obviously, like, we know in detention, when the, the TA who was uh, monitoring them is the one who showed a picture, like, how does your mom know Shane Hall? So, like, now she, now I just think to herself now, this woman says she has no love life. So who is this Shane that she's cuddling next to in this bench? And why are these pictures all over Facebook and whatever? So I guess at this point, like, Ava's trying to, like, deny, say, no, we're just friends. Like, he was, you know, he was doing me a favor. He's going to be the new English teacher at the school because of, like, you know, the whole mm-hmm. situation that went down. And, of course, Audrey is a little skeptical. She's like, right. She's like, why right. have you ever told him about, why yeah. have you ever talked about him before? Yep. And I'm just like, <clears throat> call me old school. But why do you need to know about that? Honestly. Why do you need to know? <laughs> Why is my business? Exactly. You're in grown folks' business. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Daniel Lane, girl. Okay? You're pushing it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you every detail of every friend I have. Yep. Just the friends I want you to know. Like, I, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, at this point, they're just having conversation. And, like, the doorbell, or is it the buzzer that keeps going off? And now, it's more of, like... Oh, yeah, Audrey remembers, or not Audrey. Ava's like, oh, right, I told this man to come to my house. Exactly, because she, I think her seeing Audrey in the house, like, startled her, that she totally forgot that Shane's coming over. But now those banging on the door, she's just like, oh, she. And so the funniest thing is, like, I can actually visualize this. Why is Audrey and Ava running down to go (laughs) into the door? Audrey annoys me. I cannot lie. I told you from the beginning, this girl runs the household. Like, she's running. She went and opened the door first. And who is there? Shane. And, like, at this point, I cannot imagine what Ava is going through because... Your past, which you haven't really disclosed to At anybody, yeah. your daughter, your you know your present and probably your future, and you are just there in the center. I um awkward. It's very awkward right now. Anyway, Shane says, "Oh my god, <laughs> like who is this little oh, kid?" Oh, before here? we even get to that, yeah. so we jump into chapter eighteen, and it's like a eighteen, and it's a two two perspective chapter where we start with um Cece's uh at her home. And she's planning a party because she she wants to put Shane and Ava in a situation ah, yes, yes, where they yes. talk to she doesn't know that they've really been meeting up. Yes. So she knows there's a story there and because she's a bestseller chaser and she wants something. She's like, I know there's a book there or something. I need to I just need to get the juices flowing for Ava, you know? So mm-hmm. she like she plans a, a part. She's planning a party to make sure that they both show up, have an interaction, and then see where that goes. Mm-hmm. And also, we get a small snippet into Cece and like her husband, who's building a Ken dining table. Yeah, is refurbishing the dining table. Yeah, and they have a very I don't know how to describe it. It's a very what I say. It's like a very like seasoned relationship yeah that's what it feels like it's not like it, it's definitely not shane and and um it's and she's, Ava. yeah it's far from <laughs> it seems very like very res- i don't know like it's respect above everything else they definitely love each other but they don't love each other in a crazy wild sense and i think that's what cc is like she does she doesn't I don't, I'm crave that, with wild, you. Lo- that wild love at all 
reading that, I'm not even sure if Cece loves Ken. She she understands him. <laughs> because the way she makes it sound, she's like, I don't need that. I just need to sell some good books. And I, I that and I need the fame from it. Like I think she likes Ken. I think her and Ken are besties. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They could love each other in a more quiet way. I think I, I do think they love each other. Like I mean, like they they joke around with. Each, I think they have a very. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I just yeah. don't. I can't. I can't think of like a an example in a in a film to like really like capture what their relationship is. But that's what it feels like to me. It's just. It's like two. Like pretend they're two PhD professors who love their work and they're completely different fields. Like one does like physics, another one does like philosophy. And like they love each other, and then they respect each other's work, but they yeah. just like live to they cohabit a place, and you know what I mean. I don't know. That's how it feels to me. That's her relationship with her man. Anyway, Ken is you know building a dining table, refurbishing it. I don't know what he's doing there. And Cece is is a plotter. She's a schemer. She and puts Ken two she puts dots fa- together. Face. So I think tomorrow, I think the night, the next night, she's hosting a dinner party so that Shane and Ava have an opportunity to rekindle their their lost love. Yeah. Um, and of course, she's thinking of it like, well, this is going to be a good like precursor to like the, what are they called? The awards that's coming up, the Liddy Awards, Literature Awards are happening on Sunday or whatever. Like something's happening at the end of the week. So she feels like, okay, this is going to be a perfect time to like bring all like the black writers together, and, you know, for them to have a little chit chat before like the big day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we get to, we get a little bit about, we get to learn a little bit about Cece and, you know, like she's a very well connected person. Like she's very good at her job. Yeah. She considers, like she doesn't want to have kids. She considers her, books her, her kids. Yeah, her babies. I feel like there's a random passage where they talk about how Michelle Obama ended up writing her memoir. Yeah, she's like calling her Shelly and everything in yeah. there. Like, we want to know the girl from the South Side. I'm and I was like, like, I had to go back because I read it quickly and I was like, wait, South Side, Chicago, yeah. Michelle. I did the exact same thing. I said, "Wait, this is something is weird here." Yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess they're b- besties or whatever. <laughs> uh, but like that is the magic of our girl oh, yeah. Stacy. Actually, what is her full name? Her name is Celia. Celia, that's her yeah. name. Um, I think Ken sometimes yeah, calls her Celia. He's like well. Celia. I can tell when you're plotting. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm not plotting. I'm planning." planning. Right, <laughs> right, girl. <laughs> and she's nosy. I like Cece. I would say that out of everybody in the book so far cc is someone who would out want to embody oh i knew already you were gonna say that <laughs> um cc is definitely a bit of may yeah i like belinda to be honest i know we haven't seen too much of her okay come with pulitzer yeah but she's just messy though but i like it yeah you know you go to target and find you a young i would man. not do that though well but yeah. i love to see other people do it <laughs> But yeah, I like how, you know, actually, I figured that you, you'd like Belinda or Audrey. No, I, the thing is, I like Audrey in theory, mm-hmm. but sometimes she's just like... She's doing too much? Yeah, because it's like, she's, you know, she's what my mom would say, like, you're, you're a child with too many big people problems. Like, yeah. <laughs> you need to just, like, harness it all in. And it makes me think, I'm like, oh my God, maybe too much information at that age is not a good thing. It's not. It's um, not. Like, I feel like it can... I feel like it takes away the whimsical, like, naive on, feeling whimsical. of being a child. Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, I, I feel like it's really important for children to just be children and, like, do children-like things. Not you going out on um 
on Snapchat talking about <laughs> other people's problems with their families. Like, I know you want to be a celebrity therapist, but girl, don't take these problems. Like, it's too much. Like, it be is. a child. Anyway. And I feel like even with the knowledge that her mother's was bestowed bestowed on her yeah she's still like because she's a kid she's still not able to really clearly um tell us how she's feeling or understand Mm -hmm. what she's feeling so i'm like oh my god what is the point if she's still gonna have tween issues like i don't know i don't know and i just feel like i do like her but sometimes she's just i believe i believe ava is a codependent person mm-hmm. and she's created a codependent child mm-hmm. and hopefully one day audrey will be able to therapize herself out of that yeah. um because i think she's too attached to her mom like yeah. i i really do but she's attached to mom like on the hip like only children man like <laughs> i want to find some friends <laughs> Some neighborhood kids. Like, Audrey. A dog. You know what I mean? Something. I don't know. Just go down to the nearest park. Find some kids. What'd you call it? From the public school. So you can feel <laughs> a little pressure or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We get a we get a little bit of, of that. And then I think in the same chapter. It goes to Shane's. It goes to Shane's, like, POV. POV. So, moments before he actually goes up to. Or is it, like. I actually think it's moments before he actually goes up to um, yes. um, Ava's house. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Okay. This is where we, the thing I was trying to remember that Ava says to him in the dream house mm-hmm. after their little quickie is, um, she quickie. says, <laughs> missing you never ends. <laughs> Oof, like and what? it's like, they're, they're, they're tied. They're like, I'm sorry, these emotions they need to go pray. <laughs> make me very uncomfortable. They need to pray, y'all. Um, Missing you never, never ends. ends. Never ends. Even after 15 Junes? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Like, you're very serious about that, huh? Honestly. Oof. And um, she, she just okay so he goes up to her door mm-hmm. and one white girl sees him is like oh my god ta-nehisi coats <laughs> and he's like i am not ta-nehisi coats but thanks i think he'll appreciate you pronouncing his name right and i feel like shane has said his name wrong to yeah. ta-nehisi coats <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure a lot of people have though i think so. I don't, i'm pretty sure i have as well i know the first time i saw the name i completely butchered it and then i read it as i, I listened to an interview and i said oh yes, well that's not how that's not how it's supposed to be said have you ever read any of his work i have not i have not but it's been um i know like there's an essay i read a, on um the atlantic by him and it was great i think i read that as well and it was and i think they used that essay to base um the watchman hbo series yeah he did a fantastic job he was talking about tulsa essentially oh, okay okay yeah. i think i read it before the atlantic told yeah. me i ran out of articles but anyways you know they always put paywalls man they say you get one article today after that a hundred dollars you know what's funny for words sometimes i think they're lying to me like they're gaslighting me no. because i won't click like the hollywood reporter or something for months yeah and they'll be like you only have one more article left for the month and i was like you know what because they got your ip address they I was like, I was not your here. IP address. i said well, you've been here before, girl. Yeah, but not since then. They do it to delish.com um, now. I said, now nah, I can get recipes? Okay. What? Yeah. You're I said, kidding. I said, great. I know it's because I tried to make uh, the chicken alfredo the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I said, ma'am, you were here yesterday. <laughs> Your time's up. You know what? I'm going to screenshot no this. What are you going to do if I screenshot it? Nothing. Huh? 
You exactly. Can't do anything, but that's actually smart. I didn't even think about screenshotting it. Anywho. Um, so I guess Shane, before he goes up, I think he gets a text from Ty. Please please remind me. Is this the same thing? Yes, so okay. it's a it's a phone call from Ty. Yes. And I'm so worried for Ty. Ty says he needs two hundred dollars to go to the rap studio. And I was like <laughs> And this is a shock to me because I say, Ty, I thought we we're into planets. Look like this. Now you want to be a rapper. At first, I, you know, I was like, okay, Ty, come on with the bars. No. <laughs> but then Ty says that his sister, need, his sister's boyfriend runs the studio. And I was like, I was like, in the previous chapter, you said his sister and his mama were a little, a little messy, yeah. a little not put together. Yeah. And then even, even Shane's like, didn't you say your sister lives out of a car? Yeah. And so if she lives out of a car, what kind of man do you think she's dating that's going to like, I know. Yeah. And he's like, somebody's going to take the money from you. But then Ty, like, changes his tune and is like, I need it. Like, I've not eaten, like, three days. Yeah. And I think that if I do this and, I, and it's good, then I'll blow up. And, like, and I, but I didn't like that Shane was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Like, yeah. I would have told him, I'll give you money for food. Buy food. Here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, I won't give you two hundred, but here's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But like by completely telling Ty no, like I feel like it's gonna close Ty off. Yeah, because he's a very he's already in a very volatile state emotionally. Yeah, and like of course Shane is his father figure friend, like whoever whatever we want, whatever that relationship yeah. is. So you saying no, it's gonna. I don't know what's gonna cause. I just hope until Williams, please. <laughs> Please, Tia, please. You know it's bad when you start begging no, the writer. Like, I do not want to read words of Ty just like something has happened. Yeah. Because that would break my heart. Because in every, like, group of chapters that we've read, we're, yeah. we, we get a little bit more into what's going on with Ty's life. And I just don't want this, I just don't want this book to end with Ty being somewhere where I don't want I'm gonna to be. I'm going to say something. And I think... <laughs> Don't whimper. I fear that Ty's not going to pick up uh, Shane's next phone call. And then the next time we hear from Ty... He's going to be in jail? Or worse. Dead. Yeah. Tia Williams. <laughs> Why? She hasn't done it yet. You don't know. Because I'm, I'm, when I read that, I'm just like, okay, so I'm seeing like this... Yeah. I'm seeing this downfall pattern. And again, ha- pattern. Shane mentioned again, like he, like, he doesn't, doesn't think, think that Ty's going to... make it. No. <laughs> and like, when we watched The Wire together, you see these kids like... Yeah, you try and try and try, but the environment is so it's working against them so badly. Like, I don't know, like you can spiral to any direction at this point. But yeah. Ty, you know, I'm always gonna be praying for you, kiddo. Funny enough, was that not DC that he was at? Yes. So it was giving Baltimore kind of. I know it's close. <laughs> well, you guys. Anyway, so that was really sad. I said, no, Ty. I know. I just, I want... Where's your girl, Ty? She says she's cool. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> anywho, so oh. at this point... Okay, you yeah. want something? No, no, I was going to say at this point, the door goes open. Yeah. Uh, Ava's bumping Audrey's hip out of the way so she can talk to Shane. Yeah. And Shane's like, oh my God, there is a little person here, like a little Ava in mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. Um, all I wrote for this was Audrey girl. Yes, <laughs> I did Audrey dot dot dot. Yeah, I didn't anything girl. Like <laughs> girl, please go to your room. Um. Anyway, and I think this ends up 
actually diving into chapter 19 and this is when like now shane is at the door ava is shocked and all just suspicious yeah and of course at this point it's just like well we have to let shane into the house so he comes to the house but then her mom's like i need five minutes with him yeah and why would you say yeah but after that you guys gotta come down Oh my God, who pays the bills here? Let me tell you, what did I tell you guys from the very beginning? My girl's a tyrant. (laughs) I knew it. I felt it because you know what? Adele, if I grew up with, if I grew up in that household with that relationship with my mom, I think I would end up being like Audrey. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably. And I felt it in my spirit. You know what I mean? I said, ooh, this girl's like the whole running away. I said, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, she could be, her and I, I don't know. If things were different for me, I think I would end up like Audrey. Oh God. my goodness. It's 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 sad, but like it is what it is. <laughs> Anywho, so Audrey steps away and so Shane and Ava have this moment. And Ava is like she's happy to see Shane. Mm-hmm. Um and I think like she's just feeling she's feeling very overwhelming because like now her world's her past and her present is colliding and she doesn't know like right. what to do. Um, which makes a lot of sense because she has lied through <laughs> most of her post-life from being a teen and so she i think she leans onto shane's chest or something trust me they they the two of them (laughs) like dogs um (laughs) dogs because the minute they touch they're like "Mm, mm, yeah ooh, like chill out audrey is just outside like five minutes yeah they feel like they get electrified by each other's presence it was crazy it was crazy (laughs) but she's like i need you to to go along, we need to get our story straight. Yeah. We are friends. And then he's like, just friends? Like, just friends. Mm-hmm. You're going to be her lit teacher. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, he's like, okay, yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. So they go down. She meets, he meets Audrey. Story's the same. Yeah, we are just, first of all, Audrey accused her mother of sleeping with Shane to, to secure her totally- from being expelled. And I was just like, why would that even come to your mind she says oh mom you're out here pimping yourself (laughs) so so you can help me don't do that i don't know this child is a unique person because that would have made actually i would have laughed i would have laughed so hard i'd be like what what made you think that way about honestly me? me i'm your mother i'm perfect remember i feel like why would you even think that and she's like i think i let you watch too much empire and i was and like first of what? all that was not a storyline on empire <laughs> <laughs> ask me how i know that was not a story no on there empire. was not there was nothing of those sorts of empire <laughs> oh six seven twenty seasons of them <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's a, it, uh, I don't know, Audrey, she's, she's, a, she's a headache. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine. Cause we gotta let little black girls be free, I guess. You know what I mean? It's, it's joy. It's, it's joyous. Let them, let them grow and learn. Yeah. Even Stress. though it's difficult. But um, yeah. I think it's stressful. I think it is. I don't know. I don't have any kids, but like, it seems like in this case it is. Yeah. Um, so as they're having so this is just shane and ava like they're having this conversation and stuff what's cute is that because shane feels like when ava ran out of the dream house like she's probably feeling a little bit i don't know i don't know confused by their relationship yeah when she leans closer to his chest he actually asks her like can i hug you Whatever. Right. like he tries not to like yeah. encroach too much because he doesn't want her to feel uncomfortable and she's like yes please hug me and i thought that was really cute like, i feel like he genuinely likes this girl 
Wait, oh, you didn't get crazy. that the first hundred times no. they did all those weird you know, things. I am, I am a slow learner, but I learn, <laughs> don't I? So, <laughs> so anyway, so Audrey is giving uh, Shane the the grill down as if it's a police station, and he he's just handling it very well. He's taking everything, and he's just like, "Why did she never? My mom's never talked about you." And yeah. he brings up the fact that, uh, you know, their lives they're just busy people, and then he brings up a story about how when he was in Paraguay. He had a pet turtle that would come and go. Like he nurtured yeah. the turtle when we spoke Spanish to the turtle. Mm-hmm. It was like you speak Spanish, yeah. um, and the turtle would go and come back, stay for six months and go. And, yeah. And I think his whole story was just like you know sometimes things happen. You just you know yeah go with the flow. And uh, Audrey being the she literally runs and puts on her coat, her white coat. Like being the little therapist she is, she's like. Let's talk about this. The fact that you have a codependency, like mm-hmm. with this turtle, and and he's like, oh, I know, like you know, I, and he's very honest. He's like, I'm an alcoholic, mind you. Audrey's looked at the fact that he has DUI. Yeah. Like, I don't just like Audrey. Please, where where is the you know like where is the home training? I'm she doesn't like, have any. I'm sorry, she just doesn't. She's FBI. <laughs> she's CIA. <laughs> she's Nardwar. Like she's just out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, no, I was an alcoholic. Like trying to write. Mm-hmm. He's very chill. I guess just treating her like how he does his students. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, Audrey's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm gonna go work on my assignment. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm doing a piece about feminist sheroes on my grandma, Lizette. Yeah. And Ava's trying to change the subject. Oh, before that even, Audrey notices that Ava and Shane have this, like, their dialogue. Because they just, they're, they're one. Yeah. And Audrey feels territorial and, like, sits in her mom's lap. Which we find out that she does actually quite Quite often. often. Which, again... I wrote Audrey, girl. <laughs> and then I put territorial next to it. Yeah, she she's feeling like she her and her mom are I guess they're in that sense codependent to each other. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so Everybody in this room has a codependency. I know. It's very sick. And like so in in order to like actually make her feel like everything is okay, baby, she actually like I think squeezes her thigh like three yeah, times or so. And she does it back, which yeah. I thought was cute. Yeah, they have a little secret code in yeah. each other. And Shane caught it as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was just like, oh my god, like, and we learned more about that. I think it also has to do with like the fact that Ava's so sick all the time. Yeah. But um, we learned that, <laughs> or Shane does, like the the depths of Ava's lies about Lizette and how she went to Paris and I took her to a museum. Yeah. And like, even as even as Audrey's talking, I said, ah, the lies, <laughs> the lies. <laughs> Like when? Who? And then he, then Audrey asked Shane, like, "Have you ever met?" Yeah. And then he's just like, "Well, no, I've never had the pleasure to meet her." I'm like, "This is." He just lied right there. Just yeah, realized. he did. I think he just did not want. Yeah. I think he just didn't want Ava to be like, because Audrey's clearly like going to ask you more questions. Like, yeah. Just keep going, keep going. Um. Anyway, so that whole interaction, like, Audrey was really like pulling up golly maybe she should be a um a therapist like she i think she likes to like dissect things and get down to the truth well she wants to know everything about her mother and like everything about her past because i don't know she's just one of them kids you know what i mean yeah um Um, and ava goes on to show like shane more of audrey's work which he likes he like does like a whole 
deep dive on it that went over my head but um Wait, i didn't understand anything about that fine art art yeah i don't expect him to see art mm-hmm. but um he appreciated it and he i'm did. glad that and he did you know he started name dropping some artists that he knows and then like audrey's like oh my god you know this one you know that yeah. one i'm like, that's good for y'all that's great <laughs> that's good for you baby um, <laughs> but <laughs> so then um <laughs> then uh after Audrey's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. But then before she leaves, she says like, so in this scenario, which one of you is the turtle? The turtle that she was talking about. Yeah. And she's like, I thought you guys would get it because writer is like metaphors, whatever. Yeah. So she leaves and her mother and Shane go for a walk where again, inseparable, touching each other, grazing mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. They're like deer and grass. Like mm-hmm. they have to be connected. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and they're having a grand time kikiing on the streets, walking past the brownstones of New York, of Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and they go outside. They're outside the brownstone. And Ava's like, okay, well, I, I really do have to go now because I have to write. And at this point, like, you're stopping me from writing. Like, we, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't want to be the reason why, you know, you don't meet your deadlines. Yeah. Um, but then they get in a little bit of a spat. They do, and I was very upset about that. I said Me we too. can't end on a nice note because it's been a lovely day, <laughs> honestly. Um, I think like it starts off with Ava, I guess, not really asking for his opinion on this, or maybe she does. <gasps> right, but she, she did. She brings up the fact that like, what do you think? Because like you know, I'm, I'm I'm turning cursed into a, a, movie. a movie. So like, what would you think about the characters being white? And of course, this was shocking to Shane because like. It was shocking to everybody. I thought it was hilarious because when he's telling her goodbye, he's like, all right, have fun, like, putting another hex on me, like, in book 15. And then she asked about the character, and he's like, that is the worst hex you could put on me. Yeah. (laughs) Why washing your character? Yeah. And he's like, you don't want to do that. She's like, no, but you know, I got I got bills to pay. And she's like, but your job as a as a black artist is to enta- like it entails holding some form of integrity or work. Yeah. And she's like, well, my job as a single mom mm-hmm. is to make sure my kid eats. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Bro. <laughs> they gotta eat. You're right. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, this is hard. Like this is hard. Yeah. And he's like, you don't want to do that. You you clearly don't want to do that. And it sounds like you're con- trying to convince yourself more than you are trying to convince me. Yep, that's exactly what um, she was doing. Um, and she was getting mad about it. She was, and I think actually she even talks about. I'm just looking at my notes now because she talked also about um, how debilitating her her headaches were yeah and like not being around for audrey like i think she was helping mothering her from the bed and that kind of stuff so like they were having like she was i don't know they were discussing about stuff about everything yeah she she, it was bad like she said that audrey had a fear of rain yes thunderstorms make her headaches worse yeah and she would be out for long spells and at certain points of her life cc actually had to like basically live for them with them for like a year Mm -hmm. and she had gone to so many doctors to try and like get it fixed and Mm -hmm. and obviously we know it's chronic so audrey is she like she says she does everything from the bed she could I don't know if she cooks from the bed, but she feeds from the bed. She does homework from the bed. She braids hair in the bed. I don't know how she's braiding hair. Yeah. But so much of her life is spent in the bed and it's like she's got to. So she has to make sure the book stuff is okay because she's always in the bed. Exactly. And I felt a little bad, but. And I feel like from that, stemming from all that, she then like sort of justifies because of that why she has this revisionist like 
I history oh, about right. that yeah, mother yeah. and everything, and that's why Audrey doesn't really like know much about you know the the details of what's of, going on in yeah, her life. Like, she's just trying to like create this stable perfect world, world yeah, because she feels like she has done like Audrey's gone through a lot. Just yeah, being, she you know, feels guilty. In her um, and then I know we earlier talked about the spat that they had. So I think now what really catalyzed it is that. I think Shane was trying to really console her and mm-hmm. like just you know say I'm I'm here for you whatever, and then she says stop it. <laughs> She's just like stop making me fall in love with you. And he's like you're doing that to me. Yeah, and like they get into this heated argument about I don't know like why did you leave? Oh my god, yes they did, they did right? Yeah, it's like why did you go? Where did you go? Like it starts getting very emotional. And they throw a couple words at each other. You know, everyone's a yeah. little bit emotional right now. <laughs> and I'm just there, like, as a reader. Well, Honestly, call me a shame <laughs> apologist, but I think, oh, and I think, of course you no, are. because here's um, the problem. Here she goes, man. <laughs> because I hate, I wish y'all, it's like y'all want me to be on the, the, the male <laughs> character's side. May, we want you. Okay. May she not do something upsetting, like, please. But then he, she's like, she's like, well, why'd you even come here? He's yeah. like, well, it was AA, and I want to see you, and I want to apologize. Like, he's very... The thing about Shane is he's very straightforward. He tells yeah. you what he's doing. Like, there's no two ways about it. And she's just like, well, you're... She's going back. And then it's when he said, um, your whole life is a fiction. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? He ain't lying. You're you're going around calling yourself Ava Mercy. Yeah. You know, you lie that your mother is some kind of feminist hero. Yep. Um, it's it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, why'd you why'd you leave? You promised you wouldn't leave me." And I was like, "Again, this was seven days, in fifteen <laughs> Junes ago." <laughs> I like how we keep bringing it up because truly, it is. It's ridiculous. If you really put, if you like, sit down for three seconds and you put the time frame, you're like, "This is a little crazy." It is. Like, honestly, like, shit, I don't know you. Like, a one week? That's not enough to, anyway. For you, you know to be mean? mad at me for a promise I made when I was 17. Okay, so what? We branded each other for a promise. Like, girl, like, we we, we can move from there, can't we? <laughs> anyway, so, like, Shane talks about, Shane's just like, no, like, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't you. leave you. And then, All the time at the edge of my seat. I gasped yes. when I realized. And Ava's just like, what do you mean you did? She's like, well, your mom... Then Shane says, well, your mom didn't tell you? And then Ava's just like, what do you mean? And I said, what is going on here? I think that's when, like, my interest started to really focus. I'm just like, what happened? Like, what happened further from that? But we get to find out. We get to find out. The thing is, like, when, she said, when he said your mom didn't tell you, I was thinking, oh, she sent him away. Fine. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Okay. You know, played out storyline. What I did not expect is his mama sent or her mama sending him to jail, yeah. to prison. Yeah, I gasped. <laughs> like I went, oh, Lizette, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, like why would you do that? And that is, and he just says, like, ask her, like, ask your mom. Yeah. And that leads us to chapter 20, and it's a Friday. It's a Friday, and we are in a complete different state right we now. We are in Texas. We are in Galveston, Texas. Is that what it's called? I don't remember the city, but well, we're in Texas, not yeah. Houston. So there's no Lizzo or Beyonce here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're somewhere else. Um, And we get to finally 
Hear from Lizette. Yeah. 55-year-old Lizette at this point. 15 Junes later. <laughs> 15 Junes later. The 55-year-old Lizette. What does Lizette do for a living at this point in her life? She is Abby Lee Miller. She okay. is. She is. Thank you. So I had two people in mind. That and then I don't know if you ever watched this uh, Dumplin' with Jennifer Aniston. Yes. The pageant coach. I think that would actually be. Yeah. Or I was also thinking about, um, oh my God, what is that movie? I'm not remembering any of the actors. It's in Texas okay. with Nicole Bahari. And okay. she's a pageant queen. Oh my god, um, Juneteenth. Yes, Juneteenth. so good. Yeah. And and what's his name's in it? Ken, oh my god, Ken, Kendrick Simpson. Samson, Samson? yes. Oh, not Simpson. Kendrick. And the accent. You know, what? I think it's time for me to rewatch. Baby, um, <laughs> we're in Texas. Okay, we're in Texas. I'm sorry, y'all. I got we're my not in States New Orleans. Wrong. Anyway, howdy there. Um, so. <laughs> So we are in Texas and we get to get the POV of Lizette. Lizette is a pageant coach, right? Yes. Um, she has had, I guess, a a reputation of turning these girls into like proper, you know, winners of all these different contests that they have. Honestly, this miss this and miss that is very like I, I can't still keep understand up. the pageantry world. I don't like, want to. There's a miss for everything. Miss Miss Mississippi River. Miss you know, <laughs> Miss, we... Miss Biggest Watermelon Patch. Like <laughs> there's Miss Sloppiest Pig. And like... I can't even tell you if it's swimwear, talent, or whatever. Anyway, at this point, she's coaching a girl called Michaela. No, 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 Mackenzie. Mc... Oh, Mackenzie. <laughs> you got because they spell like, her name. Yeah, that's how I said it like that. <laughs> Mackenzie. I think I wrote down my notes, but girl, let me tell. You, I misspelled it three times. <laughs> I don't know how to spell a name like that. It's just the way it's spelled. Like that's the way I think she's spelling it. Spell it. Uh, she's spelling it phonetically. Ah, because okay. even yes. certain sentences, she's spelling it how Lizette would say it. True. Um, True. In her southern accent. You hundred percent right. Um. So, Mackenzie is a <laughs> twerking tap tap dancer or whatever. Yeah. Something in between. She got a talent. Um. Lizette seems to have had a very I don't know. Like, I guess her life is her life. <laughs> they gotta describe it. Yeah. So she, how she even ended up there in Texas, I would love to know. Yeah. But um, she she does not go on the internet. No. Nope. So the only way her business is is sustained is word of mouth, mm-hmm. and she prefers it that way because she says the internet ain't for people who got secrets. Um, it's, it's it's not. And I was like, oh my god, do you have bodies? Like, what the heck? <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> She, um, she's, you know, she's telling Mackenzie, you know, come on, girl, get the one to <laughs> Now I'm having fun with this Southern accent. I'm so sorry. But to everybody we're listening. We're butchering it all. But honestly, it's so, like, I, it's so I fun. love it. It's I so fun. I love it. Um, yeah. So Lizette doesn't want to be found. Yeah. So she's, she's doing her thing. I think at this point, she's finally found something that is her own. Yeah. Something that she, she doesn't have to depend on anybody to do and at the same time that she's coaching Mackenzie uh her phone rings repeatedly and it's her daughter who we find out only calls four times a year her birthday their birthday and Christmas uh, Audrey's birthday and Christmas Mm -hmm. so she's like oh my god something's going on Mm -hmm. and she's like all right Mackenzie you you do that (laughs) step again (laughs) I'm gonna step outside and uh and take this call and smoke this cigarette yeah um and we find out that like like Lizette is aware. Obviously, she's aware that the relationship with her daughter is tumultuous. Like, yeah. and um, she remembers like after, uh, uh I almost said Giselle, 
Jean-Viev gets sent to the psych ward at uh, Howard University. Mm-hmm. She, she, there's a point though that she says she's like, I would never get my own blood committed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so you don't mind not committing your blood, but you don't care about calling the police on 17 year old black boys. Yeah. No problem. Yep. Um, and she says that when she went in and it came out, suddenly jean was like, I need space. The therapist says, we need space. Mm-hmm. And space turned into letting her pack up and go off to Princeton. Jean-Vive does not call. Nope. Next thing she hears about jean she's this big author who had an ex-husband. Mm-hmm. She has a baby. Mm-hmm. And her name is now Ava Mercy. Mm-hmm. By the time she meets Audrey, Audrey's already two years old. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know why she would do me like this. Yeah. You know, parents who do you wrong, they're always shocked. This <laughs> chapter, Odelia, was, was, to say triggered is an understatement. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I found, especially when, when you think about everybody's version of what happened. Yeah. I think that's where like the big conflict or the big like trigger comes for me in my head. I'm saying the mom thinks Lizette thinks one thing and then Ava's just like well, that's not how that shit went. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you were saying something totally different. The gaslighting is on, on peak. Let me tell they turn it up. And you know what I think? I think it's just a parent thing because in the previous chapter when Audrey and, and Ava are going back and forth and Audrey says like you told me that I was a burden and yeah. this. She's like no I didn't. Yeah. Like immediately no I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is the parent rewiring to change the course of history? We like, don't know, girl. I don't understand. Like, I was also there. You said that. Yep. Um, but then the good thing about Ava, and, and I appreciate her parenting here, is she says, I did say that. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's definitely remorse. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lizette's like, I have no idea why the child I've been dragging across the world yep. with no stability, yep. putting her in harm's way of dangerous men, mm-hmm. doesn't want to hang out with me. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so then she's like, I just accept it. And then she does the thing that moms do. Where it's like, you can be a perfect mama. You can be like Claire Huxtable. And your daughter's still going to hate you. Yes, she does say that. <laughs> yeah, she, she says does. mothers and daughters yeah. always like have this tumultuous relationship because of that. Girl! <laughs> I need you to look at yourself in the mirror. Because don't don't piss me off. <laughs> um, But obvi- so like, we, we know all this about Lizette. But like essentially why Ava was calling her mother is just to confront her about what happened the day that she overdosed yeah um and so like she's questioning her mom and saying like tell me tell me what happened and her mom's just like now it's been years like why are you bringing this stuff up again you guys cannot see this but hana has an imaginary <laughs> cigarette <laughs> in her hand and she's going the- back and forth like lizette i'm taking a draw mind you <laughs> and passing it out <laughs> Like that's because that's how it's described in the book. Like, like yeah, she has a she, cushion. Honestly, She's like, what is going on, baby? <laughs> We're not. <laughs> to be fair, she is from New Orleans. Fine, but you have got to stop. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I can't help it. I just love it. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. Please take my. And she doesn't even say "bay," but she, she says, says like "bay." She says "bay." Yeah, with a little accent. Um. Um. But yeah, and so Ava is saying like, "No, I need you to like detail out what happened that day." So, of course, Lizette's explaining the whole thing. She's like, but who called you? She's like, well, that, that boy, that... That boy. That, that boy, Shane. No, she doesn't say Shane. She's she like, Shane? she said, that boy called me. And she's like, yes. Shane. She's like, mm-hmm, Shane. Um, and her mom, <laughs> Lizette's just like, I 
I did it. Well, I I called the I called the cops because you're you're my baby. Every you're innocent. You yeah. Know, that boy, he cut you up and he gave you drugs and he gave you and he gave you alcohol and everything. Um, and my baby's innocent. Like you never do stuff like that. And then the thing, the funniest thing to me is just like she is such a negligent parent. Oh, beyond the, the self harm that Ava was doing was before she even met Shane. My question is, if Shane had done those things, why would he call you? That as well. And like, and then, and Ava makes a point, she said, well, I know, I even know a paper cut on Audrey's finger. Like, I'm going to, I've noticed all these things about her. And maybe because like, you know, she's just a little bit more aware and she doesn't want to treat Audrey the way her mother treated her. But Lizette was completely unknown. Like she just, I don't know if she ignored it or she just did not know, but what was going on with her daughter's life. Um, I just thought that was really sad. That pissed me off. It is sad. And and, uh, Ava's right, because my mom... Knew every scar. She's like, what's oh, that? Yeah. Where'd that come from? What's oh, this? Yeah. So for you to not notice at all, like it, and again, kids hide those type of things, but yeah. moms would also notice if their kids are like wearing longer shirts, if their mm-hmm. kids like are doing certain things. Mm-hmm. This woman, she know not. What she does know is that what happened between that is that one day John Vieb's in the house. She's not. Yeah. Next thing you know, the we forgot to mention Shane went and beat up the boyfriend that her mom had because Jean-Vierre told Shane about the situation exactly. in the morning. That's true. And he went to the club, beat the man's ass. Can't, <laughs> well, he because yeah, he, he uh, Lizette said, I'd hate to see what happened to the other guy because he looks awful. Yeah. And he just ignored her at that point. So he just ended things with her. She has no idea why. And she was like, what was me? Another relationship. Yeah. Down in the dumps. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, um and she's just like i just i can't win in this life no so that happened and then she she goes into this strange house again this is an ambassador's house this is crazy yeah. um and see shane there's like you did this mm-hmm. to my little girl mm-hmm. <laughs> how dare you how dare you <laughs> No, we're not serious people. We're just and uh, oh God. she she called the paramedics and then she called the cops and then the, they called the people who actually own the house. Yeah. So then I think homegirls came over because her parents are out of the country, and um, by that point they oh this part hurt me is when she said that um it took three cops to take Shane down like yeah oh like I don't even want to think about it like it's actually hurting my heart. Like I can't, I cannot. It's really and like me. this would be the third time that he'll be committed, right? Yeah. And so like I can just, I cannot imagine what Shane was going through. Like he and I in the next chapter they do talk about it a little bit more. But like I know he was like shaking her and she's girl's not getting up. And yeah. He was afraid that she like she was yeah. gone. And he would, he had an opportunity to run. Obviously, you know what I mean. Yeah, but then he promised her. Well, he promised that he this was person stay he's by known for side. seven days in a random June in two thousand and four <laughs> that he was not going to leave her. And <laughs> and granted, I wouldn't leave her per se. But yeah. I guess when her mama showed up, I would have ran. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's just true. me. That's just me though. Knowing that she already had priors, I'd be like. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna stay away from the popo, especially in George Bush's America. Listen. <laughs> Let me tell you, you will be locked up. Okay. Locked up for good. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, and I hate the way Lizette's just like, yeah, I called the cops and I got him arrested. I'm just like, you good riddance. You know what She's I mean? He's like, people like him need to be behind bars. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God. And like, 
as she's as she's speaking about like yeah yeah you know it was justified it was justified i'm just like but you lizette your own life and the men that have passed through your home mess like you, the discernment it's not there <laughs> it's like and honestly there's people you can't argue with no like they're set in their ways and lizette's just unfortunately one of those you know those people she says something about like um if men could leave me, they're gonna leave you too. She yeah, she says it again. She, she says it again. Like we bursty women are cursed, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "You gotta have some plants in your house because they suck up all the curses and stuff. Yeah, and they all the bad juju. And and my kids always ask me, oh, Miss Lizette, why do you got dead plants in your studio? And she's like, because they take away all the curses. That's what yeah. Mama Mama Chloe taught me. And <laughs> look at you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does say that. She said, deceased plants are good luck. And you know what? The, when she said it, I said, huh? No. Okay. I'm glad. You know what? Like, you and I are on the same page. Because when she said it, I said, I actually got me some plants. <laughs> some house plants. Honestly, I was like, oh my God. Maybe I need to clear up the energy in this here. Means, you know, anybody who cannot raise plants properly, I know everyone's like, oh, I'm a bad plant parent. I said, no, maybe it's for the good. <laughs> maybe it's for the good. Stop burning that sage, okay? They told you to stop doing that stuff. Get you some house plants. Honestly. Listen, Lizette's crazy, but I trust me a Creole woman. That's what I'm gonna say. You know what? I think you know. I think I'll do it to the African in in our in our in our Listen. blood because I think pe- people back home would also take that and be like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I for get sure, it. for sure, I that would it. work. Um, um. So yeah, they have this whole discussion on the phone, and obviously, um, Ava at this point is livid. Yeah, she's pissed off. Um, because that's her, that's her guy. Mm-hmm. And she thought that he just left her. Mm-hmm. Whereas more of like, he was actually, the mom actually had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, he ended up going to, to Juvie. Not um, even Juvie, but anyways. And you know what she does? She, she hangs up on her mom. <laughs> no, before she even gets to that, she's <laughs> like she telling do? her mom, like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you just do things. Mm-hmm. You don't think about them. Mm-hmm. And, and then her mom's like, you just got to let go of your childhood. I let go of mine. Oh, she does. Do you think know how that. many people, how many pageant judges I had to sleep with to get a, some groceries? And girl, I was like, girl, you maybe you should be that. in therapy. <laughs> okay. Maybe you would have saved yourself and Ava some yep. trouble. I don't know, but that's just me though. But then as she's going on, then then Ava's like, you know what? I cannot, I cannot listen anymore. Yeah. And then what does she do? She's like, oh well. <laughs> blows out her cigarette, puts cigarette, it out, like, mm-hmm. and she's like, all right, Mackenzie, let's start the one two again. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and she just carries on. She has no like regard. Oof. She refuses. She she's. Do you know who she is? She's mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna. She has Lisa no Lisa Rinna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. For she's y'all like, don't know. Uh-huh. I don't have any regrets. She's yeah. like, I forgave myself. So I own it. No, exactly. she, no, she doesn't own it. <laughs> Lizette doesn't own it. She just she just says, yeah, you know, those women like Lizette sleep very well at night. Oh yeah, she pats her pillow. Like they would do the most traumatic things to you and just. Mm-mm-mm. But she doesn't Fluff because it up and leave. she says something like she works so hard with like the girls like Mackenzie because <laughs> mm-hmm. in each of them is her daughter. Like she's trying to rectify yes. it. I have it right one. here. She's trying to get it right every yeah. single time she goes through these different um people that the children that she coaches. And I'm just like, girl, you're never gonna get it right. And the thing is, even in that state, she's trying to get it right mm-hmm. for how she views her child mm-hmm. or how she views her child should be. Because she even says like when you're pregnant with a, a with a child and you find out it's a daughter, you think how much is she gonna be like you? Mm-hmm. Like and then she the way she describes Jean Vieve, she's like she comes out, she's her own person, she's self sufficient. Yeah. I'm like so you're not happy that your kid came out like no 
and she but there's aspects where i understood she's like she always felt like her problems were so deep and she couldn't help jean viev and i was like met old health yeah <laughs> let's look into that <laughs> they won't <laughs> And I think because she's stuck into the whatever her mama, mama Chloe told her, like us, our family, yeah. we're cursed. And like you just like, OK, fine. It's so how you start to say things to the point where you start to believe them. Like, I don't yeah. think they're cursed. I really think like all these things can be solved in a classroom with a therapist. <laughs> I think also once you remove some of the systemic stuff. Yeah, of course. Less cursed. Like, like, for instance, maybe if her grandmother, did, her great grandmother didn't feel the need to pass. Yeah. She would have felt less crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if her grandmother had access to healthcare. You know, they would have known about the headaches of thinking that she was a witch. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if uh, Lizette had a stable home and from a young age didn't think she had to pimp herself out. Yep. Her life would have looked differently. Of course. And in the same way, maybe her and Ava wouldn't feel like they couldn't have healthy relationships. Exactly. So you're not cursed. Like these are, these are generational curses. That's what they are. Be- They're not the spiritual better. ones you're talking about. Yep. Better. Yeah. So that was very upsetting. I enjoyed it. You did? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I hated it because like I do I do like the way they're describing Lizelle. Like she seemed like I I know what type of woman she is. I really like the fact that she you knows she has a little And she's wearing like a kimono. Yeah. And she looks they and she has said, killer legs. Yeah, she's wearing red lipstick. They said she looks like she's wearing a nineteen forties like brothel. Yeah. But she's just teaching she's Abby Lee Miller. Yes, that's <laughs> she's, she's in there like Miller. boring, sloppy. <laughs> sloppy. Yawn. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> and both of them are going to pay for their crime. <laughs> okay, so now we ju- we dive into chapter 21. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This uh, one took me Adelia, here. I'm going to let you... Why do I'm going to let you go through it. Because, y'all, listen. <laughs> Adila told me to go to my room and read this chapter <laughs> on my own. And... Well, do you tell us what happened here? So much. I was taking every and anywhere. At one point, I was like, oh, my God, scandalous. And then other moments, I was like, oh, my God, my heart. <laughs> so we start out. Yeah. Ava's convinced. Cece, you know, Cece is a good friend. She said, yeah, I'll watch my niece. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. Uh, let, let, she said, let me go talk to Shane after this information I've gained from my mother. she was desperately looking for Shane because after, like, her mom, you know, admitting, like, everything that went down she's almost like trying to make up for all the lost time yeah. around, all the, the empty thoughts she's had about Shane leaving her and what kind of stuff so she's she's running y'all she's running to go see her man running 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 or Beyonce said mm, <laughs> love me some B anyway um but she she shows up at James Baldwin's house as we know it as <laughs> James Baldwin's house it was James yes, Baldwin's it was house. house yeah okay go ahead and <laughs> Uh, she she he opens the door. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I spoke to my mom. She crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't say that. You're right. But she <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. Like, oh my god. And one thing she does say, she said he looked years younger, vulnerable. And I was just like, oh my god. There is something about like because all of us have childhood trauma, and that's what seeps into your adulthood. And yeah, and I don't know. There's just like like when that line just really sat with me. The idea of like, you know. The stuff that's haunted him for years that's really hurt him, it's showing up in his face in a youthful way that's not jovial as like mm-hmm. you'd want it to be. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the end of the day, our fears, our problems, our pains, a lot of them are like 
it's it's you want to nurse that inner kid so it's like i know it meant so much to have him here like it's not your fault like i'm sorry like yeah he needed that so yeah so then what happens after that is he goes from being like yeah that's cool and she wants to talk more about it but then he's like again when they're together like animals like dogs yeah he's like nah i need you to come in here <laughs> and and let's talk about let's play 21 questions again um <laughs> in that case there's no questions there are no questions <laughs> there are no questions they're they're like i said the two of them literally lady and the tramp yeah inside from kiss into the bedroom and you know what i thought was funny though is like she says like i'm i need you to I need you to fuck me on James Baldwin's bed. Yeah, I hated that. I said, God, please. He was like, you think they had sleep number beds in 1961? <laughs> <laughs> and that took me out. I, that was funny because I don't know why she said that. I said, girl, obviously it's not the same bed. <laughs> you know, for a second I was like, no. No, because I was like, wait, is it like, because like in Brampton, they have like this pioneer house where it's like a model of what the houses look like in the pioneer time. So it's like, because it's James Baldwin's house, have they not changed anything? They had to have. Like, things wear and tear. That bed, that, the bed that James Baldwin sat on, you know what I mean? <laughs> and wrote Another Country on, it's not the same bed that Ava and Shana did their business on. <laughs> My thing is, why would you even bring that up? Yeah, that would, you know, that would have turned me off immediately. I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay, well, anyways, let's do it on the sleep number bed. Yeah. Um, um, and so, you know, they get really nasty. Y'all, again, I would suggest you read the book. Yeah, you just have to Chapter read. 21 and chapter 15. <laughs> That's... You're telling the smut, the smut <laughs> scenes. <laughs> But yeah, those are those are actually the chapters. If you if you want if you want the details, yeah, um, please buy the book. They're available at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Yeah, um, it's by Tia Williams. Seven days in June. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they you know they they let's get it on Marvin Gaye, and um, then they decide, which is so weird to me because after doing all that, I'd be like, let's keep the trauma for tomorrow. No. But Shane's like, okay, let's talk about it now. And he essentially says what happened was, you know, they decide to carve their initials into each other's skin. Um, they had so many different drugs. And even through it, Ava kept describing that she felt really hazy and not mm-hmm. in a the pain is gone kind of way. Mm-hmm. And she overdosed. And he, he was shaking her. And he said, I was too afraid to slap you like they do in the movies. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. And I just held you for a moment crying. Mm-hmm. Then I remember that your phone was there. And there's 30 missed calls from your mom. So I called your mom back and then she came and she started yelling at me. And I was afraid and I didn't have the heart to tell her that I didn't do it. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, the police came and because he was almost going to be 18, they tried him as an adult. And I gasped again. I said, no, Lizette. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. And I think he did two years at the place. Yeah, because of good good behavior. behavior. Because of the ma- the mantra that yeah that he Ava said don't fight him. right oh my god I can't every time <laughs> no no yeah you're right <laughs> yeah don't fight right <laughs> that's awful it's it's terrible awful awful um and of course I don't really, I don't really want to imagine like, what kind of like trauma and PTSD oh, you yeah, get from and coming he, out of them he kept breaking his arm still. Yeah. Uh, and just it's just and but he wrote eight in prison yeah, he did 
That's where it was. Oh That's my was goodness! I can't, guys. I'm broken. Oh, I literally it hurts my heart. I just want to hug li this literary man. <laughs> um, and I think even Ava talks about her wanting to go um, back to her roots and like write the yes. book of the women in her life because she does. She doesn't want to write curse anymore. Like this is the end. <laughs> You know what I mean? I just feel like she should end on 15, though. But, like, that's just that's, me. That's true. Like, I, I feel like just give the girls the conclusion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we, we dive into something else. Exactly. Um, And I think at this point, even Shane's just like, well, I'll come with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's cute. And coincidentally, of course, Audrey's going to her dad tomorrow. Yeah. So why not go on a little, you know, adventure know. with your, you know, your soul tied boo thing? Yeah. You know, your little initials running around Belfleur, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, um, I also and, want to point out, and Shane's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more than just your research assistant, and you know, they again, <laughs> yeah, dogs. Um, um, chapter twenty one, y'all, and um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, but then that's not where it just ends. If we go on the theme of of being scaringly in love, this is what Beyonce means by dangerously in yeah, love. Dangerously in love, because she tells Shane, she's like, just say it. Yeah. And he's like, I've never said it to anybody. She's like, please. And then he's, he's like, like, I love you. But he doesn't just say I love you. He says, I love you dramatically, violently, and forever. And that's when I kind of checked out. Violently? Like, yeah, because exactly. I'm, I'm doing question mark, question mark, <laughs> question mark on all of those. I'm just like, why? <laughs> that's very scary I don't to know, me. forever is fine for me. I would have, exactly. I would have taken, that's romantic. I would have taken it and gone. But dangerously and violently, I'm just like, what are you Dramatically doing? and violently. Okay, well, sorry, I was thinking about Beyonce's song, Dangerously in Love. But yes, violently, dramatically, mm, it's a little intense. I'm, I am now excited, though. I don't think it's, I do think, though, for her work, she has to go talk to her mom. Like, she has mm -hmm. to go down to Texas and, like, you have to. I'm a true believer, and I think this is just coming out of, like, the first time I ever did a um, African studies course in uni. Yeah. Oral histories is how I think our a community lot of, yeah, has information. Style. And so you cannot, no matter how difficult it is, you just cannot, like, you'll be missing such a huge, huge gap in oh, your yeah. book if you don't talk to the people who are people, the people who lived it. it absolutely. Like, she's closer to the generation, to the other generation from those stories. Like, girl, get your notepad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and start writing down some stuff. Like, but, it's going to be hard because I know Lizette's going to be there cigarette in your face. And you're oh, yeah. like, she's like, I did nothing. She's well. like, Shane, is that Shane, boy? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I know if, we, if there are any Southerners. I, I, honestly, I, I'm so I, sorry. I, but I, that is not a me crime. the invoice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want an invoice. Okay, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's such a honestly, it's beautiful to my ears. My it's favorite so is my Georgian. Oh my god, I yeah. love a Georgian peach accent. You do. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there's gonna be a weird reference, but there's this lady on 90 Day Fiance. Mm -hmm. Her name is Molly, mm -hmm. and whenever she speaks, her and her bestie, they do like um. Almost like a reacts to the episodes. Mm -hmm. Her and her bestie sit on the couch together and they just cackle in Georgian. And I'm living. I'm like, oh my God, Molly, you're so funny. <laughs> her accent is so thick. And I'm just like, I love it. Yeah. My mom hates it though. She's like, I have no idea what these two are saying. You know, 
if you actually know it's not Georgian, never mind. But yes, I think I, I, I don't really know that could be specific distinctions between all the Southern um, accents. I know on TikTok, I saw like this person, this linguist go through all of them. And I just yeah. thought it was magical. Like I, it was so pleasing to my ears. I, I don't know which one it's called, but it sounds like poetry to me. Like if someone was to read a bedtime story, I'd be like, wow, like it's the best thing I've ever heard. I know. There's so many different, they sound so good. And um, that's why they get so upset as well when we, when we do that. When yeah, we, of course. Of course. I remember course. like even some people say the accents on P Valley do not sound Mississippi at all. Like they, apparently they really hmm. don't like Miss Mississippi's accent. Oh, really? Yeah. They say it's not good whatsoever. Oh, um but again, I wouldn't know the difference. I also do great English accents, y'all. Um. <laughs> Which part of England? All of them. All of them, you say? <laughs> yeah. Right. One day I'm a Scouser. The next day I'm posh. Right. You know, the next day I'm from Newcastle. The next day you're from Sussex. Sussex. Liverpool. I'm a Geordie. Bur- I'm a Brum girl, you know? Right, right, I'm right. I'm frisky, a little Irish. Oh, you got some Irish in you too. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, so, and that, and I guess like, that's how the chapter ends where they talk about like the next like her wanting to go and you know write this book about the women in her life and oh stuff. yeah and they decide that Ava is the turtle in the metaphor yes she is she is the turtle yeah um and yeah that's how that chapter that's that very smutty traumatizing ah chapter ends <laughs> they took us everywhere with they that did. one and it's like, only five pages mind you listen I had whiplash. <laughs> I really did. It was it was just it was going everywhere. Honestly, um, I but you know I will be um rereading it for research. Uh for research. That's great. Uh, the language is very strong, so I'm pretty sure we can adopt it. Oh, yeah, I really want to get into, into Shane's past. So. Um and like I said, that was my favorite part of the chapter is just discovering parts about yeah. Shane. Uh as heartbreaking as it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I have to say, I actually tweeted this out today. Like, this is my favorite book I've written. I've read in a long while. Not that I'm now here reading tons of books, yeah. but like, I, oh, I, I've not felt this way about a book since like, um, Homegoing by Yagyasi. Oh, really? Yeah. This Tia Williams book reminds me a lot of Jasmine Ward's book. I forgot what it's called, but it's it's placed in the same like southern um roots. Is it the one about the two girls who were white no. passing? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not vanishing half. I for, I keep forgetting what it's called, but it's Jasmine Ward and I I I will not be surprised if Jasmine Ward has read this book just because the roots are very very similar. Um, and I love that book. It was, it was poetry, proper poetry. And it was so heartbreaking. And a lot of the themes that are coming out of this, yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can see some connections. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out what the name of the book is, but okay. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So yeah. Um, well, it's nice to see our our characters opening up more. I am definitely going to be wo- be watching Audrey because I I don't know when she's going to find out that her mother has been lying to her. The worst is when she know how I, she's going to react to it. I feel like she's going to meet Lizette in some way. Yeah. Um and then I was sitting here and I was like, okay, that was in the conflict. No. So what what <laughs> ridiculous thing is Ava going to get upset about at, in Belfleur? It's going to be yeah. in the middle of Belfleur. Yeah. After some beignets. And um, 
and, and sweet tea and sweet tea yeah <laughs> and and you know shane's probably gonna be halfway through his beignet and then she's gonna be like you know what leave yeah and uh I just... the way she's gonna be like oh honey y'all didn't pay the bill yet <laughs> uh <laughs> But I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be back here for our final episode discussing Seven Days in final? June. I know. Oh, my God. You're right. This is the, like, the, oh, my God. I know. These books are just moving by so fast. But, yes, it's next week's episode is going to be the final episode. And I will mourn as I have to say goodbye to Shane Hall and Ava. Yeah. Jean-Vierre Mercier. Yeah. And Cursed. Um, T. Williams, if you're out there, if you're listening, and if you ever want to actually write cursed chapter books one to fourteen, possibly fifteen, yeah, just know that I will buy them. Um, <laughs> I know you would. I'm very interested to see how a witch and a vampire go about. I know their business. Fourteen books. Damn, I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it because they don't really like dive into like each other fully because it's gonna. Oh yeah, and the more I know about Ava and uh, and Shane, the more I get why uh, Gia and Sebastian can't their love can't prosper together. Yeah, because when they do, it's turmoil and they have to be separated, and and that's you know they have to spend more than fifteen Junes apart. Yeah, so fifteen cursed books, fifteen Junes. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yo, I'm not ready to end this book. And essentially, this what we're reading is the last is the chapter the last chapter of the last book of Cursed. That's how I'm interpreting it. You're right. Yeah. So their rekindling is the last is the last one. Yeah. I guess we should also say what our next book is gonna be. Yeah, tell the folks what our next book is. Our next book is going to be Yinka, Where is Your Husband? (laughs) Bye. I don't remember. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let you guys know. But you know, yeah. look it up. It's a beautiful cover. It's a it's a drawing of a black girl with an afro and glasses. And yeah. Yinka, where's your husband's written in cursive? And we'll post it on our socials. You can follow us again at, at romantically lit on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we post every thursday we post a new episode every thursday mm-hmm. again we'd love to hear what y'all think what you found funny um don't come for our accents we already apologized in the beginning yep um but thank y'all and y'all have a great day and uh see you next time all right bye y'all bye.